G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as you know, there are social issues that impact people's lives. They're being debated, they're being legislated in state parliaments right across Australia. And what is being presented on an increasing scale is so often counter to the tried and true Christian ethic that puts value on people first. Well, some attention to developments in Western Australia today where the Labor government could be the next state to legalise euthanasia or voluntary assisted dying. Nick Goyran is a member of the Legislative Council in WA. He represents the South Metropolitan Region. He's been an outspoken critic of the Labor government's moves towards euthanasia. Nick Goyran joining us. Nick, welcome to 2020. Uh, Thanks very much for having me on. Nick, significant things, developments in WA, how likely is it that this legislation for euthanasia is coming your way? Uh, this, this is, uh, of course, not the first time in Western Australia we've had uh, this type of push. Uh, the last occasion was in 2009 uh, when a, uh, a private member uh, from the Greens put forward a piece of legislation. It was deba- debated in the Legislative Council in 2010 and it was defeated 24 votes to 11. Uh, this is now the second push uh, since that time. Uh, so, you know, nearing uh, certainly 10 years since the last occasion. Uh, and, uh, you know, what is the likelihood of uh, it being presented to Parliament? Very high. Uh, the government has indicated it's a, it's a big priority for them. They've established the panel. Uh, in terms of uh, its uh, probability of passing, of course, nobody knows the answer to that. Uh, like all of these debates that have happened around the globe, it will be very tight. From what I understand, it is a 13-member panel that the government has established and they're due to release a consultation paper early April. So the people on that panel, they're all part of the Labor government? Uh, no, uh, they are appointed by the Labor government, um, but they come from a you know, variety of walks of life. I know that there are a couple of uh, palliative care specialists on there. Uh, there's a couple of uh, lawyers... Uh, there's a, uh, a person who is described as a consumer representative, albeit a person that's very pro-euthanasia. Um, so they have picked a number of um, you know, high-profile individuals to uh, participate in this panel, but the point that I would make is simply this, is that the government has made it crystal clear to that panel that it is not their job to decide or to determine whether there should be an assisted suicide law in Western Australia. They have been briefed on the basis that there will be one. It's just a question of what type of law should it be, who should qualify, what should be the criteria, what should be the so-called safeguards and the like. So uh, that's the job of the panel. And as you've pointed out, there'll be a paper available uh, uh, very shortly. 
Nick, how significant is it that Victoria already has legislation? It uh, it seems to be uh, leading the way in these left-leaning uh, causes. Uh, how significant is it that uh, that there is already legislation in Victoria and perhaps that will be the grounds for moving this way in Western Australia? Yes, that is being used as an argument by proponents, certainly in Western Australia, to effectively say, look, if it's good enough for Victoria, we should have it in Western Australia. I'm always very quick to rebut that and remind people um, that we must not uh, forget two things. First of all, that Victoria has yet to start its regime. Yes, it has passed legislation, but it has no lived experience there. Uh, so it is premature at best for proponents to use Victoria as some kind of gold standard model of assisted suicide. The second thing that I say to people is that let us not forget that we in Australia have already been down this path. For a short period of time, there was euthanasia available in the Northern Territory. It was such a disaster that the federal government had to intervene. And ever since then, of course, the territories have... Uh, no longer got the right to bring in such uh, legislation. Uh, there was some very good research that was done as a result of some of those wrongful deaths. And so we know not only from other jurisdictions, but only also in, in our own country that uh, there will be casualties if we go down this path. Nick, for listeners to this radio program and taking that Christian perspective of an appreciation of the value of human life, there are a lot of arguments that we'll often regularly hear, the idea of a slippery slope or that there's openness to coercion, elder abuse, even inheritance impatience. What are the sorts of arguments that you're putting and that are holding weight wherever you're speaking on this issue around WA? Well, one of the key ones at the moment that um, I'm impressing upon uh, people who are interested in this debate is that steering is the elephant in the room. Steering is the elephant in the room. Now, what is, what is steering? Well, we know in Western Australia that we have a problem with elder abuse. Um, it is a, a prolific problem in Western Australia. I recently chaired a parliamentary committee that looked into this issue for 12 months. So we know that there is a problem both with financial elder abuse, but in particular with emotional and psychological elder abuse. It's one of the most prevalent forms of elder abuse. And if you think for a moment about how easy it is for a person to be steered into a particular direction, a person to be steered to sign documents that they might not really be wanting to sign, to be doing so under duress, it might be a power of attorney, it might be a will, it could be a mortgage document, it could be various things that people are, are pressured into doing. That is a live problem for us already in Western Australia. Now, how much more of a problem does it become if you have an assisted suicide regime? Those same people will be steered into that particular direction. The big difference, of course, between the two is that after the event, there's no possibility of any redress. At least if you have signed a document wrongfully or under duress, there is a capacity for our legal system to remedy that after the event. But in assisted suicide, there's no second chances. What are your concerns, given the argument that people who are old or disabled or sick appear to be worth less than others? Uh, when you have these issues at the start of life, you have these issues at the end of life, uh, the value of 
humanity decreases. What are your concerns from those points of view? This is a very, very, very dangerous mindset for us to take on that, you know, somehow able-bodied, able-bodied Australians should be pushed or steered towards suicide prevention programs, uh, but those with a disability or those with a disease, terminal or chronic, should be steered towards assisted suicide regimes. This is a very, very dangerous path for us to be taking. I'm very concerned about the radical shift in culture. Um, I think that it's misguided compassion, if I'm very frank. Uh, I understand why people uh, have a, an interest, a desire, uh, and even support uh, the, uh, the notion of euthanasia. But if they spend a moment to do some of the research and look at what has happened in the other jurisdictions, they will very quickly learn that there's been wrongful uh, deaths in every one of those jurisdictions. Why would we want that to happen in our own country? For listeners in Western Australia in particular, there are some opportunities to connect with a movement against euthanasia. Let me just point to one of those. Coming up on Thursday, this Thursday the 7th of March, a live audience conversation in Perth and promoted as a forum where you'll be able to hear the argument against euthanasia. And uh, listeners will know they're not hearing enough of that, particularly in the mainstream. So becoming equipped to be able to deal with these issues, very important. The event in WA is free. It's going to be on at Sheridan College, Nash Street in Perth. As I understand it, that's a nine-minute walk from Perth train station and next door to the MacIver train station. So pointing listeners to that, there's a number of speakers who'll be on that panel. One of those, our guest, the Honourable Nick Goyran, MLC, he'll be joined also by Augusto Zimmerman, the legal philosopher, and Professor Philip Bircham and Bill Muhlenberg. And uh, there is a website that you can register at. And I'm not sure whether this is a closed event or an open event. You have to be registered for it. But there is a place you can register, davepello.com. You'll be a part of that panel. These sorts of panels do uncover a lot of issues that sometimes go unspoken. Nick, what are your thoughts for the value of these sorts of panels in getting word out about this issue of euthanasia? Yes, I'd uh, certainly welcome people to come along and uh, attend that, that event. I'm looking forward to, to, uh, looking forward to it myself. Um, <clears throat> I've been doing quite a few of these events in recent times, uh, particularly as a result of the uh, minority report that I tabled in Parliament in August of last year. The minority report is 248 pages, so it's understandable that for most listeners uh, that is a little intimidating uh, to be sitting down and reading that. So the benefit of some of these events is that we can distill some of the key messages uh, in terms of well, why would we be opposed to euthanasia, what are the risks, and what has been the experience in other jurisdictions so that people are well equipped to be able to engage in that conversation and in particular so that people are equipped to then speak to their representatives, their uh, political representatives, their members of parliament, so that they can have that conversation and, and express their view and their concerns. Well, Nick, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us. And just to conclude, to say that if Christians don't speak up, who will? 
Uh, Nick Goyran, you're doing a magnificent job there in the Upper House, the Legislative Council in WA. You're representing your region, the South Metropolitan Region. And uh, just to uh, reiterate, you're on that panel next Thursday, the 7th of March, that live audience conversation in Perth. And it's going to be on at the Sheridan College. Nick Goyran, thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. Thanks very much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.